babies. Suck my dick. I'm gonna be Ky- I'm gonna be Kyrie. And just tell people to get over it. Okay. All fair in competition. I think that's yeah. I think that's the way to do it now. The 2022 way of dealing with problems is just tell everyone to suck your dick. Just be a Kyrie. Hmm. I feel like that's what a lot of the world's come to anyway. Everyone's just Kyrie to each other. Yeah, but we've been doing, doing that in New England all the time. We do. We've been doing that since we've been children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we can laugh at it, or some of us can. And some uh, of us cannot. Oh, some of us cannot. Hey, so we have a, uh, a social hour that uh, I pulled a bad words and uh, have not looked at the email. Um, so uh, this is going to be all you. Do we have opening takes? I put a question mark. I didn't know if you had one or Do not. Do you have one? Mm-mm. I'll give you one. Well, I have one, but it's kind of like my first question that I need to. It's like a, I need to get something off my chest. Okay. Well, why don't you just tease your first part of the uh, show with the opening take, seeing as that's what opening takes are. If Mel Kuyper didn't work for ESPN and work for a real company, he'd been fired years ago because he is terrible at his job. He's like a weatherman. Yeah. All draft analysts are like weathermen. They, they shoot. But like- when you're so wrong, like he's been so fucking wrong. He like how been- does he? He might just be trail trolling people at this point. Like he comes out with some ludicrous shit. I think I read an article. I don't know if it was obviously he didn't write it. He doesn't write articles, but the article is basically a paragraph long saying, look for uh, the Patriots to make a wild trade in this year's draft to, and, and you know, check out the article. And it was basically just the Patriots need wide receiver help. Let's see if they move up. Let's clickbait. So that was what the fuck Mel mm-hmm. bullshit. No, but I remember uh, when he uh, just said Jimmy Clausen was going to be like a, what do you say? See, see, see now you've gone too far. This past your opening take. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, go, go ahead. This is not, you know, you, you I, I, I save a little bit. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you one. And this, I think, has been catching steam for a while. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, with the uh, NFL Bobos. The draft is one of the most overhyped, overrated things in football. Hmm. Uh, do you now? Can I ask you a question on your opening take? Sure. Is that because we are never picking low in the draft? Is that Maybe. why we? Is that why do we think it's overrated? Maybe, but even if buzz off of it, even if you're a have... top, even if you're a top ten pick, like once you get into day two, like, are you really like investing your weekend watching the draft on ESPN two in rounds four through seven? Really, are you sitting down in front of the TV and watching it? No. And honestly, from a real football perspective, the draft does not change your team the next year. You're like, you have to be looking at three or four down, down the line, unless you ha- you're one of these teams with three first round picks, or whatever, and you suck and you're trying to make a comeback. Then yeah, sure. The draft, you know, is exciting, but overall just, I mean, kudos to the NFL. They do this with everything, but way too hyped. Everything's wrong. Like you said, and the impact is generally way less than the effort put into it was last year's the most exciting Patriots draft we've had in 20 plus years. Um, probably. Yeah. With the anticipation of drafting a quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would say so Be- because of the anticipation, because we haven't yeah. had anticipation as but that's why th- like that in a long time. But that's why I think like other franchises fans always are like buzzed up about this. Like, here we go. We can get our Tom Brady, the diamond in the rough. We're going to change everything. But this is the draft. Like we never have to deal with that for the past 20 years because we were winning all the time. It's a good point. If you suck and it's the draft is the only thing you have to look forward to because it's your only hope at uh, Jacksonville, Detroit, 
Um, then sure. Yeah. For those cities, fine. Uh, hype it up for them, I guess. So, you know, call me a liar from in Detroit, but here in new England, it's the most overrated part of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. I agree. Fair enough. Are you doing the show? Or do you want me to start? You're doing it. Okay. Welcome to some mind sports show, fat Tuesday, social hour edition, NFL draft. Hell of a title. Welcome to the show. What are you saying thank you for? You, you didn't give me that title. It's right there. Social hour, NFL draft, 2022. Oh, where does it say Fat Tuesday on there? Well, I sent it, so there's the fat part. If you're looking to get fat, head on down to White Birch Brewing, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire, Nashua, New Hampshire, right address, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Get on down to the uh, brewery. Get some a flight, get some a pint, get your Dr. Vittles flight of pints. Uh, drive responsibly. Call Uber Ray. Uh, get your home safe. Uh, if you can't get down to the brewery, then certainly get at your local beer stores wherever you get it. Tell them these Simple Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. All right, you got Mel Kuyper off your chest. You want to get any more about Mel Kuyper off your chest? The uh, Clawson? Um, Jimmy oh, the Clawson. Jimmy Clawson thing. He said that if Jimmy Clawson wasn't a Pro Bowl quarterback in five years, almost like the Joe Burrows bet that me and you made, but that he would quit his job. Jimmy Clawson never became a Pro Bowl quarterback, and he should have quit his job a long, long time ago. Yeah. Any, uh, any just looks like a crazy mad scientist at this point. He's totally been overshadowed by. He looks like a preacher, a Southern preacher. Yeah. Um, Todd McShay, I think does a better job because I think he does. He focuses more on the, like analyzing the players and the fit that they might get into and leans less towards here's where they're going. Right. Or like giving you a prognosis on he's going to be a pro bowler in five years. He just yeah. kind of gives you as much facts as he can kind of thing. And then throws out 15 fucking mock drafts, uh, you know, throughout the year to see which one will be right. None of them are. Um, okay. So here's your next question. <laughs> I think you I already answered that for you. Yeah. Uh, are you a draft guy? Do you watch the draft and how much time do you put into watching the draft? Uh, I just gave you that a uh, little to none. Also, really, it's really fucking late. Round. We watched it last last we live watched it last I don't remember year, last year. And we got wicked drunk and I we were, I was gonna put that it was like four hours because it took forever to get to the goddamn draft. It was like eleven thirty or eleven o'clock by the time yeah, the Patriots picked. Yeah. And uh no, I just am not investing that time. I'm certainly and there's, not doing it day uh, two, three, and four. And day two and three the, they're saying to, this year it's in Vegas and they're having a boat bring the draft picks to the uh pond and oh yeah. That's going to take forever. It's also going to be a shit show. Oh, yeah. It's Vegas. Ton of how, many of these, in that one. how many of these draft uh, draftees are going to go missing because they're on a bender in Vegas? It might be fun to go to a draft, be- basically just because you sit around, eat football food, and drink beer, and, like, you're in the atmosphere of it, yeah. and you get to kind of, like, you know, clap or boo. But, again, it's not, like, I'm excited about the draft and these players. It just doesn't get me going. Uh, zero buzz around draft day this year. Aiden Hutchinson, uh, edge rusher from Michigan. Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher out of Oregon. Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama. And Ikem Ukawanu. Beautiful. <laughs> offensive Beautiful. tackle out of NC State. If you can't tell that I'm not a draft guy by uh, 
butchering those. I might have faked you out with how well I did those names. Uh, is there zero buzz? Because unlike the last year, uh, there's no quarterbacks to uh, to be speak talking about. Yeah, absolutely. The whole the whole sport is based around the quarterback right now. Last year, you had upwards of seven guys being rumored into the first round. Five of them went in the first round. All five in the first fifteen picks. Uh, four in the first ten picks. When did uh, the Bears get? Um, they get them 10th, no, I think right? it was 11th, 10 or 11th. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, you know, it was rapid fire and that was the, you know, and all the hubbub around it, who's going to be better. Who's going to be better. Yeah. Certainly when you don't have that um, quarterback class, it, it lacks buzz. Yeah. It's like a defensive heavy group and even offensive tackle heavy group. So I think that's why there's not really much talk about going into this year's draft. Like last year, where's Trey Lance, Mac Jones, uh, uh, sunshine trevor lawrence gonna go you know like one two three is it gonna be like that nothing this year i think there's that kid out of pit uh old miss and i forgot the other place that the there's another there's th- only three quarterbacks pretty much oh liberty the kid from liberty who has yeah, small sure. hands that they're talking about that's like <laughs> i get a giggle out of that small hands sure experts out there <laughs> uh i'll tell you this though with the lack of quarterbacks in the first round i bet you it, it I well, I know it has a much better chance at being a better draft class than last year's because when that many quarterbacks go guaranteed three out of five of them are going to suck. Oh, absolutely. So you got a better chance of getting actual players who can play when you're not reaching for quarterbacks and, and, you know, trading three first round picks like the 49ers for a guy who hasn't played football in a year, played at a D2 school and uh, seemingly still can't play football in Trey Lance. Um, so I bet you this draft class is better than last year's when it's all said yeah. and done. Well, I agree. I think this will probably be a, a very uh, defensive heavy, like I said, and it's going to be a lot of pro bowlers coming out of this year's draft. You'll see. Yeah. Okay, Mel. See? Okay, okay, Mel. We'll touch but back I can on say this. That. I can say that, and then if I'm right, ESPN hire me. Thank you. Okay, we'll keep the tape. We'll keep the tape. I would not be quitting a day job waiting five years for ESPN to hire off, off of that, but <laughs> You know, do your own thing. In uh, the Patriots scheme of things, now this is where it gets interesting, obviously, because I'm interested in the Patriots more so than than the actual players and where they're going to go. 21st overall pick. Um, we know Bill Belichick's mo has, in the past has been to uh, when you're when he's that high or that low in the draft, how you want to look at it to trade back into the you know second third round and to accumulate picks and not use that first round. However. Um, in the last few years, I think that extra fifth year has um, given the nerds over there in Foxborough uh, more of an edge to go ahead and make that first round pick. And we've seen it in Isaiah Wynn, Sony Michelle, uh, obviously Mac Jones um, for better reasons than a, than a fifth year. But um, I don't know. What do you, do you think he's sticking around at 21 or do you think he's going to move up the board, try and target somebody or push it on back? I think you stay there. I think I think you stay pat, and you just get the best available player via whatever position you need most. You know, out of all the groups, I think it's cornerback, pretty much linebacker, wide receiver, an offensive line that you need the most help with. So, stay there, get the best available one that you need for your team. What is the what is the biggest need? The actual biggest need it that they should take in the first round? Quarterback cornerback corner back do you do you trust them at the 21st overall pick to get a cornerback who can cut like if you take someone 21st overall and robert Kraft has said this about bill belichick and his team they want their first round talent to contribute 
significantly being a immediate impact player. I believe was his exact quote this yeah. year, 2022, he needs to come in and play. I don't trust Bill Belichick to draft a cornerback at 21 and have him be your starting left cornerback, which is what he would be. Jalen Mills isn't that guy. So well, he did it before. Sante Samuel. <laughs> He's, I mean, he can draft a cornerback. Did is you that say what you're he saying? can draft a cornerback? Yes. Oh, hold on. Let me get you, let me just uh, do this real quick. Um, I'm just going to get an expert's opinion on this um, just before, just before I answer. Uh, hey, Bill, good to have you. Real quick, uh, Ray just mentioned, no context here at all, but he just said that Bill Belichick can draft cornerbacks and he would be perfectly okay with them taking a, t- a cornerback at 21st overall to be your starting left corner to start the season as an immediate impact player, as Robert Kraft has said that he wants. Your thoughts? Terrible move. <laughs> Name one good cornerback he's drafted. Sante Samuel. Fourth round. Name he another. Dra- he drafted name him. An- name another. He drafted him. Name another. Uh, let's see. Enough said. De- Devin McCourty, first round. Where did he end up as a cornerback? Safety. Safety. He can't draft cornerbacks either. He struck out. Jojo on Williams is a ra- latest. Why'd you example. bring him in? Why'd you bring him in? He's the latest example in the second round. He was going to do out. this better than I was. Because <laughs> Ty- he's Tyrone Wheatley, second round. See? Flame out. <laughs> he's got the names, names in the, in the- and everything. Jonathan Wilhead, flame out. Second, Cyrus third round. Jones. The list goes Ooh, on. Cyrus Jordan Jones. Richards, second round pick. Another defensive back. He can't do it. that. That wide receiver. Don't touch wide receiver. Don't touch fucking cornerbacks until the fifth, sixth, seventh round. None of this fucking first, second round bullshit and cornerbacks or wide receivers because you're not going to hit. You're not going to fucking hit. Here's There's the only Razai Dowlings in the in the draft that Belichick the other drafted. Ooh, at there was another one overall. too. Who was the guy, the weed guy that flamed out in the second? Uh, Dawson. Dawson. Uh, Duke Dawson. Duke, Duke Dawson. Dawson. Yeah, the who they traded for a sixth round draft pick as a throw in to yeah, Denver. No, don't give me this cornerback shit. Twenty one overall. The only time I'm okay with them taking cornerback if it was a top ten and the guy is an absolute no brainer. If Deion Sanders is sitting there, then fine. And uh, who are you ahead. going after? What position? I do you like you... that kid out of LSU though? I'm the. I, I have the same philosophy with Bill Belichick in the draft room that I have always had, with one exception this year, and my philosophy is uh, defense first or offensive line. So if you want to go get a, an offensive tackle, left tackle for the future, go ahead, do it. If that stud's sitting there, then do it. Don't get, don't go crazy. Don't go pull a fucking uh, uh, Isaiah Wynn out of your hat. Be, someone that is not expected to go in the first round and try to be smarter than everybody else. I don't want if, an underside guard playing left tackle or right tackle anymore right. in this fucking If the team. Evan Neal kid, which I know nothing about at Alabama, is there and he's supposed to be a franchise left tackle, then take him. If not, then get me speed. And playmaking in, in the uh, in the second level of the defense, or a, an edge rusher, or a guy that you can put next to Barmore and be and be a significant impact player on defense with speed. Or here's my one exception: if you can get one of those Alabama wide receivers that Mac Jones has played with and has talent out the ass, and if they're still sitting there 21 injured, albeit. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a gamble on that guy because I think that's where the league is and you're just another team right now and you need talent to put around Mac Jones. Yeah, that's that guy. It. Those who, are my, those are my, those are my three and, guys. Um, Meacham and uh, Williams kid who's still projected to go like top 10 or top 15. So um, they're linked to another guy. His his best friend on the team. He's like a slot receiver. I think they had him in Meech. for a visit, but he's going to go like 
Yeah, he's sixth or seventh round. I'll get his name here if you want to go. But that's where I'm leaning. I don't know about uh, you, Ray. Go ahead. What do you want? Other than cornerback, who Bill is really good at drafting. Offensive line because you got to protect Mac Jones. You got to protect him. I mean, guard, offensive tackle, I don't care what it is. You just need to get depth there. You need to be able to protect your franchise. So, yeah, I'd be happy with the offensive lineman. Give me speedy linebackers. That's what I want. I want guys that can run. I don't want these six, five, six, six guys at 270, 280 that can set an edge and drop back in coverage. Willie McGinnis and fucking Mike Vrabel guys, guys like that can't keep up with the speedy NFL now. Give me small, small linebackers. Fucking Phillips on this team has played the linebacker role two years ago. You need guys like that. You need guys to keep up with these small running backs, these quick wide receivers, and especially in the AL East. Give me, give me speed, as much speed in the Billy baseball as you can get. It's true. Look at the way the fucking game is going, dude. It's going just that way. You got to fucking get smaller on defense now. You got to. You got to keep up with the speed in the NFL. Period. Yeah. How's that related to baseball? Because you said AL East. Oh. (laughs) That's That's why I'm like, really, baseball. Baseball always on this kid's mind. Um, Yeah, I I lean that way. And they, I think offensive tackle, left tackle is certainly a need. However, Isaiah Wynn is a, is a C he's a C, but he can have good games. I don't remember a ton of overwhelming pressure coming from the left side. He's due for a a cunt. Yeah, sure. He's due. I meant a C C minus C plus. That's his grade, but, but like, he's not getting, look, he's due for a stupid holding. That's going to cost you 10 yards. He's due for a, a, you know, a, a missed pull here and there, but he's not, Awful, awful, awful. You can get by this year. Your defense is depleted. You, like Bill said, you need speed. You need playmakers on defense. If someone's sitting there at 21, that's where I go first. Uh, but then offensive tackle is, um, you know, it's certainly where I, I go. I'm trading back. Well, we had that question before he got on, Bill. Is that what you're doing? And what do you think Belichick does? I think he's going to do it. I think I think there's a lot of value, 30 to 60. And I think you, you need a, your playing with a depleted team, unless there's a stud there, right? If there's a guy that you, you know, there's a, they're linked to that Georgia kid. I think he's defensive lineman. You can plug him right in, you know, unless he's a day one starter at that pick trade back and get guys you want. I mean, I, I think that seems like the best move. And then you could kind of play around and move up and down the draft as you please, you know, it worked last year. You know, you, you saw him trade up to get uh, Christian Barmore last year. He gives you more picks, now to kind of move around, maybe you can snag another first next year. I mean, you're still trying to build this team. So, I mean, the most players you can get, and I think in that top 60, top 65, I think you're going to kind of make out in this team. Slate draft, I should is say. Is the, uh, that slot wide receiver projected to go Is he like a undrafted white guy? I think he's not a white guy, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, see What's his name? Slay. Oh, he is white. There you go. Yeah, no, they'll take him. Um, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I was pretty sure you. <laughs> Here's the other thing about the uh, trading down. I was, I always thought that it was a good move. I, I just think the law of averages are in your favor when you pick up more players at the same position for it to work out. And they said they've had success doing that. Um, I, I would hate to fall into that trap of being the team that chases talent at a position of need. Right. So we, you know, people in New England have been, have been making fun of teams for doing that in draft for years. I would hate to do that. So, uh, you know, I think it's a, uh, you know, a day of war room situation. If there's a guy sitting there at 21 and you know he's an impactful defensive player, then go for it. If there's nobody on your big board worth it, then trade back. Trade back. 
Yeah, and if you, get, if you the, can get uh, the same the guy, if you can get the same guy you wanted at 21 at say 32, absolutely trade back and then pick up those picks. Even though fucking who I don't even know who has the Rams pick this year. I have no idea. They've traded so Detroit? many of them. Is it Detroit? Probably. Good. Uh, what what would what would constitute a great Patriots draft? Here's what Ray says. Obviously, it would just be on paper. But last year after the draft, I think we looked at it and thought Bill had a great draft. And also, if he doesn't draft a cornerback, linebacker, wide receiver in the first four rounds, is that grounds for a bad draft right off the bat? Ray, this was your um, terribly confusing question. So why don't you answer it first? What's a what good draft? Saying, what I was saying is basically you have needs. You got you have that problem at cornerback, linebacker, offensive line, and wide receiver. Obviously, if you address those in the first four rounds, I think that's a good draft. We can look at it and be like, all right, he checked all the boxes off. Like we did what we needed to do out there. I mean, I no one knows what these kids are gonna do until the time comes when they get on the field. So just looking at it on paper, I think that would be a good draft right there. Bill. Uh, day one starters, Pro Bowl impact players. That's what I want to see. You saw it last year. Mac Jones, day one starter, Christian Barmore, day one starter. Those are the kind of, we need impact players and we need them now. You struck out on basically everything in free agency. You need to hit impact players. That's how you're going to define a, a good draft. Obviously, you can't really put a grade on it or for a couple of years, but like we need day one starters and we need guys that are going to contribute right away. I don't give a shit what positions they are. I don't care if it's a position of need. I don't care any of that. I want guys that are coming in and play. I don't want, I'm not talking kick returners, running backs, all that shit, like a position defense, offensive line. I don't care. Get one of those guys, two of those guys, three of those guys, whatever it takes day one starters. That's what's going to define a fucking, um, a good draft. You need the guys that you can build around. Yeah. I think that that goes without saying, but that, that, those are good points. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to give you some examples and maybe this night might not be good, but it would be fun. It would be entertaining if out of, if somehow hell freezes over and bill trades up and gets a stud wide receiver name him. I don't know. I don't know the draft well enough to name him, but the Williams kid out of Alabama, some guy that you know is going to come in and just tear it up. If he gives us a wow moment, good draft, good job. Yes. Go get some talent. If, if he doesn't, if he takes 21 and goes in the second round and the third round and you, and we finish that, day one and day two and you have a edge rusher a bull rusher and a fucking nasty linebacker and you go oh shit you know it looks like this young defensive core is stacked good draft um i'm so against them drafting a cornerback that i don't fucking care if they do i just don't i just Unless don't it's a t- can't miss like, like i said yeah the- if you want to trade up who's the there's a kid supposed to go top five right cincinnati. no kid from cincinnati well, there's yeah, an LSU cornerback I like a lot. I like yeah. those. So SEC if you guys, get in the top ten and grab that guy out. and you know and know that he can play, um, but yeah, don't go, don't dra- don't draft me the six one two hundred pound fucking injured cornerback out of Florida. Don't do that in the second round. That's a fail right off the bat. That's or what I'll don't, give you another don't fail. bring me another Joe Jawan Williams out of fucking Vanderbilt. Right? I want to. I want a true SEC school, not some shit college in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last question here. Is it a make or break draft for Bill Belichick? And I'll just uh, go further. As true GM duties, because I don't think a bad draft is going to get him fired this year. But if he has a bad draft or if he just has one of his like 2000 
16 to 17 draft where he's just going out of punting on him. Yeah, he's punting on draft picks. He's taking your boy Knox and the Asiasi kid in third round traded, just dicking around the draft board and just kind of taking fluff picks. Um, does he lose the GM role? He won't lose the title, but do they take away some of that power, do you think? No. Yes. No, I don't think so. I think it, the, way, it, the way Kraft's been talking, though, he's been leaning towards like throwing a little shade at Bill being like, you know, we've been missing on drafts, you know, last year was good, but years passed. That's why we're in the, I spent $250 million. You know, I think this could be the, if he doesn't have a good one, I think this could be like a little bit of the reins getting taken away from Bill Belichick. I think it's hard to do. I think it would be hard to do. However, he'll quit if Belichick, I don't know, Bill. That's what I mean. I don't know. I think we talked about it last show. Um, He's in such a cushy position. Like he's got his kids there. He it's his kingdom. He probably only looks at play, you know, coaching for two or three more years. He's got shoeless record on the horizon. He might just fucking deal with it. He might just bite his teeth and deal with it for a year or two. If Kraft comes down and says, look, you, you know, we, we need to change things up here in the draft room. We're, we're giving some of this duty to Elliot Wolf or, you know, macro or whatever the hell they want to bring in. He might just deal with it. He might not. He might quit. I don't know. It's a hard question to ask, but to, to answer your question, but, Ray, I think the Crafts would try to make a change if they don't like the draft this year, if it doesn't turn out to be what they want. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, this has been the Some Mind Sports Show, Social Hour, uh, NFL Draft Edition, Fat Tuesday uh, Edition. Great title for that show. Uh, we'll see you on Friday for the Rewind. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I was going to say not long enough, but then I decided not to be me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Just one night a week. That's all I asked for. Um, sorry, I was late. Finley has croup. Did any of your kids ever have croup? I believe Raymond did, yeah. Sounds like she smoked like a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, then like yeah. can't breathe for like 10 seconds at a time. Yeah, it's always scary. It's fun. Yeah, good stuff. Hey. So I, I totally lost whatever buzz I just had dealing with that. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Now the show can start. Hi, Raymond. Hello, Richard. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Not long enough. <laughs> you think. You said you'd be nice. Just one day. Just one day. That was a joke. Get over it. Oh, I will. You can't get over it. Suck my dick. I'm gonna be Ky- I'm gonna be Kyrie and just tell people to get over it. Okay. All fair in competition. I think that's, yeah, I think that's the way to do it now. The 2022 way of dealing with problems is just tell everyone to suck your dick. Just be a Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what a lot of the world's come to anyway. Everyone's just Kyrie to each other. Yeah, but we've just been doing, doing that in New England all the time. We do, we've we been doing that since we've been children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we can laugh at it, or some of us can. Some uh, of us cannot. Some of us cannot. Hey, so we have a, uh, a social hour that uh, I told the bad word. Yeah. Uh-huh.